नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 12, Chapter 12, Text 48. You guys want to try the shloka also, okay? Listen and then try it. Sankirtayamano Bhagavananta Shrutanu bhavo vyasanam hipum sam. Pravishya chittam vidunotashesham. Yatatamorko brahmivativata. Sankirtayamano Bhagavan Hananta Shrutanu Bhavo Vyasanam Hipum Sam Pravishya Chittam Vidunotashesham <coughs> Yatha tamorko brahmavi avati vataha. Sankirtyamano bhagavan hanantaha. Shrutanu bhavo vyasanam hipum sam. Pravishya chittam vidunotashesham Yatatamo rikobram avati vataha Sankirtyamanaha being properly chanted about. Bhagavan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Anantaha, the unlimited. Shruta, being heard about. Anubhavaha, his potency. Vyasanam, the misery. He, indeed, Pumsam, of persons, Pravishya, enter, Chitam, the heart, Vidyunoti, cleanse away, Ashesham, entirely, Yata, just as, Tamaha, darkness, Arkaha, the sun, Abram, clouds, Eva, as, Ativataha, 
a strong wind. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Śrīla Esi Bhaktivedanta Swāmī, Śrīla Prabhupāda Ki. When people properly glorify the Supreme Personality of Godhead or simply hear about His power, the Lord personally enters their hearts and cleanses away every trace of misfortune. Just as the sun removes the darkness or as a powerful wind drives away the clouds. Purport. One may not be satisfied by the example of the sun removing the darkness, since sometimes the darkness in a cave is not removed by the sun. Therefore, the example is given of a strong wind that drives away a cover of clouds. It is thus emphatically stated here that the Supreme Lord will remove from the heart of his devotee the darkness of material illusion. Om Gyan Timirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Jena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Tadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Uta Parakamalam Shri Guru Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagajataham Sahagana Raghunathanvitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vansha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhyevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare When people properly glorify the Supreme Personality of Godhead or simply hear about His power, the Lord personally enters their hearts and cleanses away every trace of misfortune, just as the sun removes the darkness or as the powerful wind drives away the clouds. So thank you very much for this opportunity to hear and chant from the Srimad Bhagavatam. As we know, everything depends on our attitude in devotional service, how we approach the Shastra, how we approach our service, 
to the degree that we're eager to be with Krishna, to that degree Krishna is more than anxious to be with us. In the first canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, in one of the purports, Prabhupada says that Krishna desires us to be back home, back to the spiritual world, more than we could ever desire. Not only does he desire us back more at this moment, but ever, Prabhupada says, that Krishna is more eager to have us back. So sometimes I'm chanting japa or just, you know, going through the activities of the day and I'm thinking, wow, it would be nice to be in Goloka Vrindavan, be back in the spiritual world, right? Where everything is Vaikuntha. What is what does Vaikuntha mean? No anxiety. Yeah, Kunta is anxiety. Vai without anxiety. So there's not a trace of anxiety. In the material world there's some anxiety, right? There's all anxiety, just like the exact opposite, like our spiritual nature is sat chit ananda. And the material energy or the material body is not eternal. Asat, achit, it's not conscious. And it's near ananda or it's without bliss. Actually, it's mainly giving disturbances. So sometimes I'm thinking, wow, I'd like to be, you know, with Krishna where there's like, you know, where even the wind personified, right, makes everything just right. Even it goes in cooperation. Everything's personal and everybody is a, every person is a pure devotee wanting to please Radha Kalachanji wanting to please, please Radha Krishna and all their associates to the topmost. So even the river, the Jamuna personified wants to please Krishna. And along with the wind, when the cowherd boys, when Krishna and Balaram and the cowherd boys are going through the pastures or going through the forests of Vrindavan, they combine together, right? The wind takes up a little bit of the mist. If it's too, it's not, it's never too hot, it's never too cold. Everything is just right, you know? Right. So also the clouds, the clouds want to serve Krishna. The clouds, if it's too sunny, they cover just the right amount. Not too much, not too little. Everything is beyond perfect, right? In spiritual circles, we know there's perfect, more perfect, and most perfect. Spiritual energy is anandam buddhi vardhanam. means it's an ever-increasing ocean of ananda. One time I heard a, a talk that my spiritual master said that how does something that's already full, you know, sat, the spiritual world is sat ananda, it's full of pleasure, how does it increase eternally? That's the spiritual energy. It's inconceivable in one sense. It's already unlimited, but it increases. How does something unlimited increase? And how does pleasure unlimitedly increase eternally? <laughs> Not just uh, for some time, but un eternally, unlimitedly increasing pleasure.
is the nature of Goloka Vrindavan. And so sometimes I'm thinking, well, I'd like to be in that atmosphere, right? Why not? But do I really? How, how, what is my, you know, purpose, one thing? What is my intention for wanting that? A lot of times, if we are introspective, like myself and most of us, it's basically because we want relief from anxiety. We want relief from the pain. But it's not as much of a selfless desire to serve. And unless we have that selfless service spirit, we won't enter into that realm because that's the nature of the spiritual world is that it's in order for that loving experience to be expressed, it has to be selfless. And also, one thing I was thinking is that Krishna, like I was saying earlier, is more eager to bring us back to the spiritual world than we could ever desire. So with that in mind, Krishna gives himself, even while we're in the kunta, even while we're in the you know, material energy, which in one sense is the opposite of the spiritual energy, he, Krishna avails himself or he gives himself through his different expansions. The Srimad Bhagavatam is the literary incarnation of the Lord. So how much we're wanting seriously to be with Krishna, then we'll dive into the literary incarnation. Krishna is giving himself through his Bhagavatam. It's the Bhagavat, the person. There's the book Bhagavat and the person Bhagavat, right? So the Srimad Bhagavatam is the literary incarnation of the Lord and to the degree that we're really wanting to be with Krishna, to that degree we will be with Krishna. And Prabhupada says in the pages, we will see Krishna in the pages of the Bhagavatam, right? And as we know, the holy name, Krishna's incarnation, main incarnation in Kali Yuga is Nam, Nam Prabhu, they say, Nam Prabhu, right? So to the degree that we're really wanting to be with Krishna, if we're ever feeling, you know, I want I want that, whether whether it's pure or whether it's impure, that's, you know, always different degrees of purification, then it's always being refined. Actually, the Sanskrit, the Sanskrit means to refine, right? It's very refined, very, you know, pure, let's say. So to the degree, the degree that we want Krishna, then we'll, we'll be with Krishna when we chant. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Prabhupada says when you chant Hare Krishna that Radha and Kalachanji, Radha, Govinda, Radha and Krishna are dancing on your tongue. That's another way Krishna gives himself to us. Yeah, you can't see, but you might be able to feel it when our when we're more anxious. And what about Prashad? Prashad is non different from the Lord. That when Haridas Thakur was given prashad, what did he do? He paid his obeisances. See, we're like, oh yeah, no, that's not my liking. I don't like that kind of prashad. A lot of times, right? Somebody offers you prashad, you're like, mm, no thanks. 
So that the real consciousness of somebody is bringing you Krishna, are you going to say, oh, I don't want Krishna right now? Well, you may not honor that whole plate or whatever. You may not, like Haridas Thakur, his consciousness was so elevated that when he was brought Mahaprasadam, he paid his obeisances and offered prayers to that prasad. So Krishna comes, and I think he even circumambulated it. You know, just like we circumambulate Tulsi or circumambulate uh, a temple or Govardhan Hill. So there's a there's an idea in Ayurvedic medicine, right? Unless your fire of digestion is strong enough, you won't be able to assimilate the nutrients that is in the food. You may eat the healthiest food, but if your fire of digestion is not fired up, if it's not, if you're not, if it's not working properly, if it's not intense, you know, the heat, then the food won't be assimilated. So similarly, the, our attitude, our consciousness, how we approach, how Krishna is coming to us, specifically in this verse, it's saying that when you properly glorify the Supreme Personality of Godhead or simply hear about His power, the Lord personally enters their hearts and cleanses away every trace of misfortune. So this is the point, that we have to be eager to hear the messages of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And this is the is the uh, price that we pay, right? Like, Rupa Goswami says, what is the price to get Krishna consciousness? Lolium, intense greed. And when we have this desire, I want to please Krishna, I want to serve Krishna, I want to be with Krishna, then Krishna reveals himself through one verse, through one word from a devotee, from your guru, through prasadam, through kirtan, through the deity form, you can... You can be praying to the deity. And when your intensity is strong enough, well, you have to stay in here, though. Not You can't just play outside. You can get water and you have to come back. So when your intensity is strong enough, Prabhupada says, then you can talk with the deity. You can dance with the deity. <laughs> you can, you know, this is, Prabhupada says, this is the goal of our Krishna consciousness movement is to enter into the dancing of the Lord. Enter into the pastimes of the Lord. So it's one thing to approach the Srimad Bhagavatam because we're supposed to, okay, I should hear, I should chant, Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu Shmaranam. This is what I'm supposed to do. And then it's another level to be like, I want to please the Lord in such a way with my, I want to purify my consciousness in such a way that I'm purified and attractive to Krishna, that Krishna wants to enter into my heart and perform his leelas within my heart, right? There's pastimes in the Chaitanya Charitamrita where the deities jumped off the altar and jumped into somebody's heart. You know, these things are happening just in our recent history. You, if you have the eyes to see, you can see. Yeah, Krishna may reveal, 
according to the receptivity of the devotee's heart. So this is, yeah, this is the, the point that turns spiritual life is the attitude of the devotee and that we have to pray for and we have to associate with those that are more fired up, you know, as they say. It's a principle of devotional service to associate with more elevated devotees. And what does it mean to be more elevated? It basically means that that person is more eager, more hungry, more desirous of pleasing Krishna and pleasing Krishna's devotees. And then that intensity is contagious. So this is the process. It's very simple in one sense. Krishna just, like this verse, Krishna says, if you just hear, you know, hear about me, well, you don't even have to speak. First it says, you know, if you properly glorify the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Okay, that may th- you may think, okay, that may take certain qualification to properly glorify. That's, you know, what does it actually mean to properly glorify the Supreme Personality of Godhead? But then Krishna says, okay, just hear. You can just hear. How hard is that? Sit down or stand up, whatever. That's, and especially nowadays, it's so easily available with the, you know, so many internet live video cams from temples and all of Prabhupada's lectures. You could be driving, you could be hearing. You could be working, and you could be hearing. You know, you can tap on to your guru's lectures that have been previously recorded or Prabhupada's lectures and you can just absorb. Like Bhaktivinoda Thakur, there's one saying, it says, when all attempts for spiritual advancement fail, just go sit with the Vaishnavas. So sometimes we may think, oh, you know, I've been trying for five years, ten years, twenty years, you know, to make spiritual advancement, I think I'm actually going backwards. (laughs) Sometimes out of humility or maybe maybe even true. (laughs) Then when we start to clean more deeply, we see a lot of anarthas or a lot of things keeping us away from our constitutional nature. But then the other side is there that just go sit with the Vaishnavas. If you sit with the devotee, what's going to come out of their their mouth? Mukya Prashad. What comes out of a devotee is mercy. Is just the words that they've heard, that they've read from the Srimad Bhagavatam. The words that they've heard from their spiritual master. And it's within a moment. It's like if somebody walks in these doors within just a moment's time, they can get the highest realization of who they are, how they're not the body, but they're the soul. What their relationship is with the absolute truth. Sambandha, Abhideya, and Prayojana, right? Within moments. And then it may obviously take some time to get full realization of that. But this is, this is like the, they say that the ways and the means, it's the end. How's that saying go? The means are the end. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so what we're doing now is what we'll be doing in the spiritual world. We'll come together, and according to our attraction, 
to the pastimes and qualities and form of the Lord will express something. So what is going on in Goloka Vrindavan? Glorification. Yeah, mainly everybody is thinking, how can I glorify, how can I sing? Basically singing and dancing. That's That put, makes it simple. Every word is a song and every step is a dance in the spiritual world. Okay. So yeah, so everybody is coming together. Just like in one of uh, Shivaram Swami's books I was reading, the, he was talking, the section, of, have you ever read that book, Venu Gita? He takes the, the chapter 21 of the 10th canto, and each verse he makes into a whole chapter. So one, one chapter is called Prayers of the Birds of Brudge. And he's just talking about the birds. And his one bird was talking about his service. He was asked by Krishna, to see which way the gopis are coming to sell their milk goods, you know, sell sell their their products. And so this bird this bird flew over Govardhan Hill and he was telling his other friends, you know Govardhan is so beautiful, but wait till you have darshan of Govardhan from above. And I was flying and I had to be careful that the gopis didn't see that I was coming because if they saw me, then they would change their direction because Krishna wanted to play a trick on the gopis and play the tax man, Leela, you know, and block them from coming. You can't pass this way unless you give me, uh, you know, your yogurts, your yogurt, or give me some tax. So Krishna dressed up in uh, as if he was a tax man and tried to disguise himself. And the bird was telling the other birds that I, you know, I felt so fortunate to have this service. You know, so that's that's my point, is that what we're doing now, we're trying to glorify the Supreme Personality of Godhead to our ability, just like it said that a bird can fly in the sky as much as it's as much as it's able to. Right? The sky is unlimited. How far can the bird fly? So it can fly according to its capacity. So similarly, the pastimes and qualities and form of the Lord are unlimitedly glorious. And according to our taste and ability, we can dive into it. And Krishna is so sweet and simple that just a a desire to want to hear about him, Krishna says, I'll purify the misfortunes within your heart. What's that verse in the first canto? Shrinvatam Swakata Krishna Punya Shavana Kirtanad. Shrinvatam Swakata Krishna Punya Shavana Kirtana Khridyantashto Yabajani Vidyunoti Suritsatam. That when, when one is eager to hear about the pastimes and qualities of and form of the Lord, that Krishna from within the heart cleanses the misgivings, just like, same as this per, this verse here. So, I would just like to read a little bit from the Chaitanya Charitamrita about Panihati. 
Is today Panihati here or tomorrow? Today. So yeah, today is the anniversary of a special Leela that the Lord had with his devotee. And we'll read a little bit. Huh? No, it's about Lord Nityananda and Raghunath Das Goswami. So I'll just read for like five minutes and then we can have reflections. So then Raghunath Das considered something in his mind and the next day he went to Nityananda Gosani. In the village of Panihati, Raghunath Das obtained an interview with Nityananda Prabhu who was accompanied by many kirtan performers, servants and others. Sitting on a rock under a tree on the bank of the Ganges, Lord Nityananda seemed as effulgent as hundreds of thousands of rising suns. Many devotees sat on the ground surrounding him. Seeing the influence of Lord Nityananda Prabhu, Raghunath Das was astonished. Raghunath Das offered his obeisances by falling prostrate at a distance, and the servant of Nityananda Prabhu pointed out, There is Raghunath Das offering you obeisances. Hearing this, Lord Nityananda Prabhu said, You are a thief. Now you have come to see me, Come here, come here. Today I shall punish you. The Lord called him, but Raghunath Das did not go near the Lord. Then the Lord forcibly caught him and placed his lotus feet upon Raghunath Das's head. Lord Nityananda was by nature very merciful and funny. Being merciful, he spoke to Raghunath Das as follows. You were just like a thief. For instead of coming near, you stay away at a distant place. Now that I have captured you, I shall punish you. Make a festival and feed all my associates yogurt and chipped rice. Hearing this, Raghunath Das was greatly pleased. Raghunath Das immediately sent his own men to the village to purchase all kinds of edibles and bring them back. Raghunath Das brought chipped rice, yogurt, milk, sweetmeats, sugar, bananas, and other edibles and placed them all around. As soon as they heard that a festival was going to be held, all, the, all kinds of brahmanas and other gentlemen began to arrive. Thus there were innumerable people. Seeing the crowds increasing, Raghunath Das arranged to get more edibles from other villages. He also brought two to four hundred Large, round, earthen pots. How many pots? Two to four hundred. He also obtained five or seven especially large earthen pots. And in these pots, a brahmana began soaking chipped rice for the satisfaction of Lord Nityananda. In one place, chipped rice was soaked in hot milk in each of the large pots. Then half the rice was mixed with yogurt, sugar, and bananas. The other half was mixed with condensed milk and a special type of banana known as champa kala. Is that how you say it? It's Bengali name? Okay. 
Then sugar, clarified butter, and camphor were added. After Nityananda Prabhu had changed his cloth for a new one and sat on a raised platform, the Brahmana brought before him the seven huge pots. On that platform, all the most important associates of Sri Nityananda Prabhu, as well as other important men, sat down in a circle around the Lord. Among them were Ramdas, Sundarananda, Gadadhardas, Marari, Kamala Kara, Sadashiva, and Purandar. Dhananjaya, Jagadish, Padameshwardas, Mahesh, Goridas, and Hoda Krishnadas were also there. Similarly, Udharana, Dat Thakur, and many other personal associates of the Lord sat on the raised platform with Nityananda Prabhu. No one could count them all. Hearing about the festival, all kinds of learned scholars, brahmanas, and priests went there. Lord Nityananda Prabhu honored them and made them sit on the raised platform with him. Everyone was offered two earthen pots. In one was put chipped rice with condensed milk, and in the other chipped rice with yogurt. All the other people sat in groups around the platform. No one could count how many people there were. Each and every one of them was supplied two earthen pots, one of chipped rice soaked in yogurt and the other of chipped rice soaked in condensed milk. Some of the brahmanas, not having gotten a place on the platform, went to the bank of the Ganges where their two earthen pots and with their two earthen pots and soaked their chipped rice there. Others who could not get a place even on the bank of the Ganges got down into the water and began eating their two kinds of chip rice. Thus some sat on the platform, some, of, some at the base of the platform, and some on the banks of the Ganges, and they were all supplied two pots, each by the twenty men who distributed the food. At that time, Raghava Pandit arrived there. Seeing the situation, he began to laugh in great pleasure. He brought many kinds of food cooked in ghee and offered to the Lord. This prashadam he first placed before Lord Nityananda and then distributed among the devotees. Raghava Pandit said to Lord Nityananda, For you, sir, I have already offered food to the deity, but you are engaged in a festival here, and so the food is lying there untouched. Lord Nityananda replied, Let me eat all this food here during the day, and I shall eat at your home at night. I belong to a community of cowherd boys, and therefore I generally have many cowherd associates with me. I am happy when we eat together in a picnic like this by the sandy bank of the river. Nityananda Balaramaki. Lord Nityananda made Raghava Pandit sit down and had two pots delivered to him also. There were two kinds of chip rice soaked in them. When chipped rice had been served to everyone, Lord Nityananda Prabhu, in meditation, brought Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu arrived, Lord Nityananda Prabhu stood up. They then saw how the others were enjoying the chipped rice with yogurt and condensed milk. From each and every pot, Lord Nityananda Prabhu took one morsel of chipped rice and pushed it into the mouth. You paying attention? What's happening? Who? Yeah, pay attention also. When each and every pot, 
Uh, from each and every pot, Lord Nityananda Prabhu took a morsel of chipped rice and pushed it into the mouth of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as a joke. As Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also, I mean, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also smiling took a morsel of food, pushed it into the mouth of Nityananda and laughed as he made Lord Nityananda eat it. In this way, Lord Nityananda was walking through all the groups of eaters and all the Vaishnavas standing there were seeing the fun. No one could understand what Nityananda Prabhu was doing as he walked about. Some, however, who were very fortunate could see that Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was also present. Then Nityananda Prabhu, Nityananda Prabhu smiled and sat down. On his right side he kept four pots of chipped rice and had not, that had not been, I'm sorry, he kept four pots of chipped rice that had not been made from boiled patty. Lord Nityananda offered Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu a place and had him sit down. Then together the two brothers began eating chipped rice. Seeing Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu eating with him, Lord Nityananda Prabhu became very happy and exhibited various varieties of ecstatic love. Lord Nityananda Prabhu ordered, All of you eat, chanting the holy name of Hari. Immediately the holy names, Hari, Hari. Hari Hari resounded, filling the entire universe. When all the Vaishnavas were chanting the holy names Hari Hari and eating, they remembered how Krishna and Balaram ate with their companions, the cowherd boys on the banks of the Jamuna. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Lord Nityananda Prabhu are extremely merciful and liberal. It was Raghunath Das's good fortune that they accepted all these dealings. Who can understand the influence and mercy of Lord Nityananda Prabhu? He is so powerful that he induced Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to come eat chipped rice on the bank of the Ganges. All the confidential devotees who were cowherd boys headed by Sri Ramdas were absorbed in ecstatic love. They thought the banks of the Ganges to be the bank of the Jamuna. When the shopkeepers of many other villages heard about the festival, they arrived there to sell chipped rice, yogurt, sweetmeats, and bananas. As they came bringing all kinds of food, Raghunath Das purchased it all. He gave them the price for their goods and later fed them the very same food. Anyone who came to see how these funny things were going on was also fed chipped rice, yogurt, and bananas. After Lord Nityananda Prabhu finished eating, he washed his hands and mouth and gave Raghunath Das the food remaining in the four pots. There was food remaining in the three other big pots of Lord Nityananda, and a Brahmana distributed it all to the devotees, giving a morsel to each. Then a Brahmana brought a flower garland, placed the garland on Nityananda Prabhu's neck, and smeared sandalwood pulp all over his body. When a servant brought, when a servant brought betel nuts, and offered them to Lord Nityananda, the Lord smiled and chewed them. With his own hands, Lord Nityananda Prabhu distributed to all the devotees whatever flower garlands, sandalwood pulp, and betel nuts remained. After receiving the remnants of food left by Lord Nityananda Prabhu, Raghunath Das, who was greatly happy, ate some and distributed the rest among his associates. Thus I have described the pastimes of Lord Nityananda Prabhu, 
in relation to the celebrated festival of chipped rice and yogurt. Hariyom Tatsat. So thanks for your time and service. Anybody would like to make a reflection? Something that they remember? Hey, be quiet, Brudge. Yeah, very nice question. So, you know, there's different levels of purification. And Rupa Goswami has also given like a breakdown of the general uh, symptoms. You know, first there's uh, initial attraction or initial faith, Adao Shraddha. From a, a little bit of faith, one thinks, oh yeah, you know, I should associate with devotees. Adao Shraddha, Sadhu Sangha. Then from associating with devotees, there's Bhajana Kriya. One starts to practice. So, you know, you get some advice, you should become vegetarian, you should chant some, you know, some japa, like that. From Bhajana Kriya, then Anartanivritti. Is it? From Anartanivritti, we start to purify our, our bad habits. Then we get a little more refined. And we get a little more, we go deeper, as you were saying, you know, get more from Anartanivritti, there's Nishta, right? That is the stage of getting more steady, I think. When you get more, when your faith in, becomes deeper by your own surrendering, you know, when you're doing the bhajan and you're getting rid of your anarthas slowly, slowly, and basically when there's more reciprocation, we're pleasure-seeking entities, right? It said that every living entity, we're looking for pleasure, just like an ant. An ant may, you know, you put a stick in front of it, and it'll go around it. It's trying to get the sugar. So something comes in our way, whatever it is, even in devotional life, you know, oh, that's not pleasing to me, and I think it's not pleasing. Ultimately, we're, we're thinking of ourselves, you know, oh, it feels good to chant. Yeah, I'll chant more. <laughs> it's not, at this stage, it's not like, oh, I'll, I'll please Krishna more by doing more service. No, it actually, wow, to go on the altar and is nice. You know, I'll do more service. It's more like because we're pleasure-seeking entities, we're thinking, oh, let me do more of this because I'm getting some juice from it. So similarly, when we're getting some reciprocation from Krishna in the process of going deeper, when we say, oh, we feel some devotion, you know, when we feel some relief of anxiety, when we feel some reciprocation from Krishna, when we feel Krishna within the heart, or maybe our prayers are answered, we go, oh, I'll go deeper. So I think on that stage, what to speak of, you know, elevating further, after nishta is ruchi, right? Then you get, Then we start to get more of a taste. From ruchi, there's asakti. That's like when we start to get ecstatic symptoms. And then bhava, prema, then there's so many different levels of prema. So I think, you know, maturity takes time. You know, for a fruit to ripen on a tree, 
There's nothing you can, it's not an instantaneous thing. And Prabhupada was asked, how long does it take to perfect chanting? And once he said, 40 years. I heard that, you know. So that's one thing. And so, so to get some consistency and to go deeper, it'll take time. Maturity takes time. But also to, to increase our lolium for wanting that can happen right away. So our intensity can happen right away. We may not get it right away. You know, according to Krishna's timing, Krishna will reveal his mercy when at his sweet will. Right? So we may in- increase our intensity by associating with those who have it. So those devotees that we feel, oh, they're very steady in their service over the decades. They're very, you know, steadily increasing their their absorption. Let me serve them. Let me inquire, you know, let me get their mercy. It's devotional service is a, is a gift, right? Like to be, also in one sense we're endeavoring like anything, but what are we doing? We're mainly showing Krishna that we want to receive causeless mercy. It's causeless, it's a gift from Krishna to have a taste, to have steadiness. This is a causeless mercy. Krishna or Krishna's pure devotees say, they they look at you with with good intentions. Just that if a pure devotee has good thoughts about you, you'll make <laughs> lifetimes of advancement that we couldn't have done on our own. But the, the but from our side is that we're doing all the things to open ourselves up for causeless mercy. So the certain things we can do that are from our side is, you know, associate with those that are more steady, more deep, and absorbed in their service. Would you like to add anything to, to that? Okay. Oh, my name is Jai Garanga Das. I'm a disciple of His Holiness Radna Swami. And I've just moved to Dallas uh, three weeks ago. Thank you very much. Shimad Bhagavatam Aki. Gaur Premanandi.